Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Tim Murray is the host of VSIN's Prime Time Live weeknights, airing on airing from six until nine PM Eastern. He's also the host of VSIN's College Football Betting Podcast. Go check that out wherever podcasts can be found. Tim was the biggest lesson from last week that Georgia's still the best team. <laughs> oh man, there was a lot of lessons to learn from last week. Uh, if there's any Notre Dame fans out there like myself, it was. Well, uh, be careful what you wish for um, when it comes to uh, wishing Brian Kelly out the door. Um, but I, I, I'm I'm not one to jump to conclusions just like that. However, from the two data points that we have, it is hard to say that Georgia isn't the most impressive team and that Alabama certainly has some question marks moving forward. But I feel like... Nick Saban is thrilled to death that they won and now that there's people questioning how good they are. He, he you know, there's no more person in the world I feel like who would thrive off of that than a guy like Nick Saban. So I'm not ready to just say yet Georgia is the best team in the country, they're going to win the national championship, yada yada yada. But I do think Alabama has some questions that we may have overlooked heading into the season. Yeah, has this changed, Tim, how you view Alabama moving forward? You know, Alabama to me kind of feels like the Patriots when they were thriving. It's like the second you doubt them, it's the worst mistake you could ever make. Do you guys remember, God, it was like 10, 12 years ago, I feel like, the Patriots lost on Monday Night Football, I want to say to the Chiefs by like, four touchdowns and everyone was right in the obituary it's over you know the patriots are done the dynasty's over and then i think they won the super bowl that year my dates could be off but you know i feel like it has changed my perception a little bit that the offensive line's got some concerns the playmakers need to rise up here for alabama but maybe that was the test that they needed. And now, look, the middle part of that schedule, especially the way that Tennessee's been playing right now, the way that uh, Arkansas has been playing right now. I mean, Texas A&M just lost to App State, so they don't really uh, seem to worry about you know, worry all that much. But you know, you're looking at the month of October for Alabama at Arkansas, home to A&M, at Tennessee, home to Mississippi State. Man, that is that's rough, man. Considering Mississippi State should be a ranked team in my eyes, Tennessee in some people's estimations is, you know, top 10 in the country based off of, you know, power ratings. Uh A&M is 
maybe you know a little bit overrated. And Arkansas has been playing tremendous. So you know we're going to learn a lot about Alabama in the month of October. You know, can they make it unblemished through that gauntlet that is uh, a stretch there with two road games uh, in the SEC? The thing that's interesting about them to me is. I can't remember if it was week two or it might have actually been this week, but Alabama played Florida last year. They jumped on them in a bigger fashion than they jumped on Texas. But then as the game continued to go on, Florida controlled both sides of the line of scrimmage. And the thing that really stood out to me about Texas this year was that I felt like when Alabama was successful, it was kind of attacking the edges because it almost felt like they just kind of gave up saying, okay, we can't. You know, they got the big chunk run, but I think that was more kind of schemed than anything. But they were they were basically saying, like, our best chance is to work the edges and and let Bryce Young be Bryce Young. The question though that I have is, is there a Jamison Williams on this team? Because to me, the Alabama Alabama completely changed its scenario last year when he kind of became the number one receiver because he opened up, you know, the vertical side of the passing game. I I just don't know if that guy's there right now. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't have that guy right now. Now, is it the kid Harrell from yeah, Louisville the- who hasn't played yet? Uh, it's possible. I mean, he did only have like twenty-two receptions last year for for Louisville, but he's explosive. Uh, and he's a guy that certainly could take the top off defenses. You know, Jermaine Burton has only got seven receptions so far. Um, you know, I would say the biggest there there are a bunch of things that surprised me. I thought the offensive line was was rather disappointing in that performance against Texas. I do wholeheartedly believe if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, they win the game, Texas. But you know, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, the world would be a better place. So you know, injuries are part of football. I, I was surprised how they went away from Jameer Gibbs. I didn't really understand that decision by Bill O'Brien, the offense coordinator for Alabama, to go away from because I felt like he early on in the game, guys, was the different difference maker for Alabama. So I would fully anticipate now they have a you know a, a tomato can this weekend. I think they play UL Monroe. Godspeed to UL Monroe, uh, especially coming off of uh, that performance. So good luck there, uh, uh, Warhawks. But um, I, I would fully expect to see Gibbs get the ball a little bit more out in space uh, because I think he is that. I don't want to say he's Jamison Williams because Jamison Williams ended up being a top 15 pick, and if not for the knee injury, I think he's the top wide receiver selected. Uh, but he's that dynamic of an athlete, and I think they'll find ways to utilize him more. And I would say the good thing for Alabama moving forward, at least in the eyes of people who think they can win a national championship, is that I almost believe they have two games now, UL Monroe, Vanderbilt, both at home to kind of work out some kinks before that month of October rolls around where it's going to be a chance to play potentially four straight-ranked teams. Tim, I'm curious. So the top three is still um, the same. Georgia now number one, Bama two, Ohio State three. Of the teams below them, you know, for that, let's say that hypothetical fourth playoff spot, is there anyone you're sold on? Michigan four, Clemson five, Oklahoma six, USC seven, Oklahoma State eight, Kentucky nine, Arkansas ten. Anyone you're bullish on out of those, or is it, are you still with? It seems to me all seven of them are kind of in. Well, I, you know, they look good, but I don't know how good they are yet. 
Yeah, and I think, I mean, honestly, you could throw Ohio State in there just because of the performance that they had mm-hmm. against Notre Dame, and you're like, yeah. wait, Notre Dame just lost to Marshall. What does that mean about Ohio? And, and I know we get into the transitive properties here a little bit too often early on in college football. Like, this team lost to that team. That means this team's really good. So mm-hmm. we do that a little bit too much. Um, you know, I, I think Ohio State still is going to figure things out. The news came out today that Fleming and Smith and Jigba should be back this week against Toledo. So, you know, I, I'm not too worried about Ohio State. I think they do have some questions defensively, which, uh, you know, that's why they brought in Jim Knowles and gave him the money that he did. But to answer your question, I wouldn't say I'm sold on Michigan, uh, but I was a bit more bullish on them than most. As you know, we do it every week on, on my show on VSIN, which is just give your four best teams right now. And the more I dug into Michigan, I know that they lost both coordinators and they lost a whole lot of talent defensively, but they brought back a boatload of talent offensively. And, you know, Josh Gaddis is now down in Miami, uh, which, which gives you a little bit pause why he rolled out. But I look at J.J. McCarthy taking over as the starting quarterback. I think that's the right decision. He is a dynamic athlete. He can run. Uh, he's been very precise so far, albeit against you know two very lackluster opponents, and, and he'll do it again this weekend against UConn. But I think with the backfield of Corum and Edwards, and then you throw in McCarthy, and then Ronnie Bell, man, coming back from the ACL injury. Yeah. I, I think this team has a whole lot of talent offensively and enough defensively. And then you look at how the schedule shapes up for Michigan leading up to the Ohio State game. You know, they get both Penn State and Michigan State at home. They go to Iowa, which certainly looks less daunting now, considering Iowa has scored a combined 14 points in the first two games of the season. Uh, they go, you know, they get Nebraska at home, which they just fired their coach. So that was a team that people thought highly of. I think the schedule really makes up well for them. So it'll come down to can they take care of business? Because Michigan will be, I'm telling you right now, they will be a favorite in every game heading into the Ohio State game. If they're 11 and 0 going into the game on Thanksgiving weekend, depending on how the rest of the landscape looks, they have a, they'll have a really good argument to potentially get that fourth and final playoff spot. Still lots to unfold. You know, for USC, uh, I know you brought them up, and I'm not being a Notre Dame hater here. I, I, I can see with my eyes that that offense is electric. But let's be real about the defense. Eight turnovers so far. They've gotten a whole bunch of them in the red zone. I think Stanford turned the ball over twice uh, or at the two-yard line. I think Stanford, I want to say, guys, had 21 first downs in the first half, finished with like mm-hmm. 33. So USC, while they're 2-0 and and they've looked impressive doing so and they've covered both games and uh, they've got a bit of a challenge ahead of them this weekend. I t- anticipate them to beat Fresno State. But, you know, for USC, I'm just not completely sold on them yet. I'll say one last one, though. Kentucky, man, that, that team looks the part. Now, uh, they made, I think, a tweak on the offensive line. Chris Rodriguez will be back uh, coming uh, October 1st, which is obviously huge for them. Um, you know, they've got their their own gauntlet ahead of them. Ole Miss, Tennessee on the road, Georgia at home. So it's not going to be easy sledding there for, uh, for Kentucky. But I, I was very impressed by the performance we saw uh, by Kentucky and really squashed those, you know, Anthony Richardson's going to win the Heisman Trophy after week <laughs> one hype. Uh, when he, he just looked awful. He, he looked... Absolutely awful, and give a lot of credit to Kentucky uh, and that uh, and that coaching staff for, for getting them ready for a road game. Jeffrey, Tim, we have potential here for one of my favorite college football storylines every year. We've got potential this week for a Miami is back 
uh, <laughs> st- sort of uh, narrative to start it start to to, to take is, hold here. And the bigger question, Tim, by low point on Texas A and M. Yeah, so it's it's a Miami A and M. It's one of two ranked versus ranked matchups this week. And by the way, at- can I can I just interrupt there? Texas A and M has no business being ranked. It, it's an absolute <laughs> joke by the Associated Press. I'm not saying they're not top twenty five worthy talent wise, but at the end of the day, these rankings are supposed games are supposed to mean something. Notre Dame's not in the top twenty five, rightfully so. They lost to Marshall. Well. Appalachian State is not this world beater. They just lost to UNC in a thriller. You lost at home as a 19-point favorite, and yet you're still in the top 25. That makes no sense to me. Beat Miami, get back in. But I, you know, to have Texas A&M in the top 25 is is a joke. Well, if Miami beats A&M, a decent shot at make, maybe being a top 10 team. Maybe, maybe not. You I know, mean, but they're going to be closing. The, you look a, as, let's be real. A&M's only in there because they started so high. Like, exactly. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, Jeffrey complains about this every year. I, I can't stand I mean, I, look, at the end of the day, they mean nothing. And we know that with the with the committee, and they meet in November at their luxury hotel, and they give us the rankings. We do the TV show. I know they mean nothing. Well, you, and I, they, you and I know they mean nothing because how many times do we see a team with a number next to their name against a team that's unranked, and all of a sudden the unranked team's favorite? Oh, my God. By the way, that's one of my favorite things. Oh, yeah in the history oh, of yeah. betting is anytime you have a ranked team as an underdog against an unranked team, I won't say always, but more often than not, go ahead and take a look at that unranked team. Now, I, I would say Tennessee-Pittsburgh might be a bad example because that game went to overtime, but Tennessee did cover. Now, you were a bit fortunate if you laid the number with Tennessee. but They should have covered before. Yeah, no. If you're, <laughs> if you're seeing this situation, so, you know, for instance – this weekend, Texas A&M's laying five and a half, five yes. against against Miami. Yeah, I, I think it is, for me, it would be a buy low spot because the betting public is so reactionary. What did we see last? We saw Texas A&M sluggish, really got outplayed by Appalachian State. And for the most part, the betting public hasn't seen Miami. They've seen them play two lackluster opponents. Uh, they played Bethune-Cookman. They dropped 70. Congrats. And then he played Southern Miss, uh, who actually was high on coming into the year. Southern Miss was, you know, missing their starting quarterback. And, you know, they, they were up 10, th- seven and a half. And, uh, you know, I thought it was kind of a look ahead spot. But, you know, we'll learn a lot about Miami. Um, I think long term, the hiring of Mario Cristobal should and probably will pay dividends. But I always caution people just calm down, relax a little bit. And uh, I, I would. Uh, I would look towards the Aggies here. We'll see how the market moves it because it's it's moving uh, moving down right now from you know six down to five. Schedule shapes up nicely though. Middle Tennessee next week for Mark, the Canes. Mark just wants UNC to be at back. home. Virginia Tech road game that doesn't look but, as tough. Mark, the adults are talking Duke, here. Duke at home. Tim, you got a game you like this week? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you a couple uh, just kind of intriguing situational spots. Um, let's see what I have played so far. I, I do like, you know, I'm curious, and I, and I think there's a lot of Mississippi State fans listening. I kind of like LSU in this spot, being a home dog. People are down on LSU. Uh, maybe this is a really poor decision on my part, uh, so we'll see. Um, situationally, uh, Texas, my goodness, couldn't ask for a worse spot, right? Texas oh, yeah. is coming off of the Alabama war. Their starting quarterback gets injured, and UT San Antonio um, I was against them last week. It went to overtime. I, I want to petition the gambling gods. Yeah, that was that brutal. When I when I take points and we go to overtime, that's technically a tie, so I should win my bet. But 
Yes. I want overtime insurance. Un- unfortunately, that's not the way it works. And uh, UTSA was able to win by three. I had two and a half, so it was a losing bet for, for yours truly. But, um, you know, UTSA going to Texas. This is the first time in school history that UTSA will play at Texas. This is a huge deal. San Antonio is about an hour plus from Texas. Like 80 minutes, yeah. Something like yeah that. When so- I went to Austin, I stayed in San Antonio. It's not too far. And look, you know, that atmosphere last weekend was unbelievable. Uh, I think Alabama fa- uh, players said it was the best atmosphere they've ever been in. And now you got to play UTSA, the Roadrunners, when they got some dudes, they got some players. Frank Harris is a baller. He's, he, you know, I'll say this this is no knock on Hudson Card. Frank Harris is a better quarterback in that game on Saturday afternoon. If Quinn Ewers is playing, maybe it's a little different, but. It's hard to get those guys up for that spot. So I do like UTSA a little bit uh, in that spot. Washington, I played them early. It's up to three and a half. Uh, I'd probably leave that one alone now. They're playing Michigan State. I, I really like what I've seen from Kalen DeBoer and Michael Penix so far out there in Washington. And the final one I'll give you, it is completely off the radar, but it, it got my spidey senses going here. So stick with me on this one. Next week, Oregon State plays USC at home. What a huge opportunity for Jonathan Smith's squad. If anyone stayed up super late this uh, I was past weekend. Say, I, I can't follow you down this path if you're going where I think you are because oh, those no. young men are great kids and I refuse to bet against them. Stick those are with me. Stick honorable with me young men. So Oregon State last weekend, whoever stayed up late, scored as time expired against Fresno State to win it by three. USC next weekend just beat Fresno State Great start to the season. This weekend, the boys from Corvallis have to go travel to a neutral site facility in Portland, Oregon, about an 80-minute drive or so, play at the soccer facility of the Portland Timbers, and they're playing Montana State, who, for those who don't know, Montana State is the runner-up in the FCS from a year ago. They're number four in the country. They've been dropping like 60 a game so far to start this season. If that number's, let's say, 14.5 or 17, I'm taking the points with uh, with the Bobcats of Montana State in a weird situational spot for, for Oregon State. Those players, I just can't imagine they're going to be jacked up for this one. So uh, give me a situational spot. Uh, way off the radar, Montana State against Oregon State. Now, Tim, this is why you got to have someone that loves the other side. A, I refuse to bet against those those good Beavers. I mean, those got quarterback power out of the I Wildcat. Love, like, I love Oregon State, but you're telling it's just. But what tell, you're missing? Tell me about that Tim, situational spot, Tim. Did you see who Montana State's got next week? <laughs> Give it to me. Eastern Washington. That's a massive rivalry. Like it's a look ahead spot for them. You know what's you know what's bigger playing Oregon State. I don't care. I I mean it's the red turf of Eastern Washington. <laughs> All right, let's you and me. Let's make a little. Let's look a little friendly wager All right, next so week. So what's the number? We get we got to because well, there's no numbers on FCS saying, versus can, FBS. Can we, can, this is like the biggest where, stakes on an which, Oregon State which, game in years. Which territory? <laughs> people of Memphis right now are like, what the hell are these people talking? Which about? Which territory do we have to go to to find a line? Uh, there are no lines yet. Uh, I'll say this. Anything north of two touchdowns, I'll take the points with Montana State. All right. Well, text me. if uh, I'll be in Sonoma for a wedding, so text Ooh, me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's not my wedding. Yeah. By the way, uh, by the way, weddings in, uh, in the fall should be uh, uh, against, against I'm the not fall. Against, West Coast I'm not kids. against I, weddings I in am, the fall. I am, I'm against you giving me crap for not attending your wedding in the fall. And, That's what I'm against. And not 
not putting TVs up. Like, the idea of, like, we can't have TVs up, like, it takes away. Like, if you're going to do this and we're spending the money to come here, give me a TV. Yeah, just something at the bar. That's what I'm saying. Eh. Like, it doesn't have to be on the dance floor. <laughs> Tim, we appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. We'll talk to All you right, next guys, week. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Go Bobcats! <laughs> that was Tim Murray of VSIN. He's great. Bobcats and Beavers. Miami's coming. This is the Miami is back week. They're going to be three and out. They they have a chance here, and then it's a perfect Miami is back scenario. They're going to lose one of those games you expect yeah, them to win. Isn't this what did A and M? I'm trying to remember what A and M did last year before they beat Alabama. Remember they lost to someone. You're like, what the hell? It are would they doing? make sense that Jimbo comes back and beats a Miami team that's probably overranked. Well, I mean, here's the one thing that everyone is enjoying: Texas A and M. Mm-hmm. Faltering, and I, I, if you want to take pleasure in that, by all means, go ahead. The defense is still insane. They're in, they're extremely I think talented. I actually on, think they're going to go out and beat. It's at home too. I think they're going to go out and beat Miami. All right, let's see. They're not losing two home games in a row. Yes, they had lost to Arkansas and Mississippi State back to back, and then turned around and beat Alabama. Like that's the that's the Jimbo formula. Zach Calzada beat Alabama. I will never forget that as long as I live. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.